0: G-U-R-U for more information. And by Fred's Music and Tasty Licks BBQ Supply, your online barbecue and grilling superstore. From cookers to grills, wood chips and chunks, and everything in between, also be sure to try the Tasty Licks barbecue brand of rubs and sauces. Check Fred out online at tastylicksbbq.com And by Stephen DeFranco Jewelers, Located in beautiful Willoughby, Ohio, Stephen DeFranco Jewelers is a family-owned and operated business looking to service the great folks of the barbecue and grilling world. Get free shipping and big discounts by mentioning my name and the term Barbecue Brother. Check out their inventory by visiting stephendefranco.com. And by Butcher Barbecue, with 30 years of experience in retail, wholesale, meat markets, food service, and customer service. Using that experience, everything they do and sell at Butcher's Barbecue comes from real-world knowledge. Check out their award-winning spices, sauces, marinades, and injections by visiting ButcherBBQ.com. Always trust your butcher. And by iGrill. The iGrill is a Bluetooth-enabled cooking thermometer that allows you to monitor the temperature of your food and smoker or grill from up to 200 feet away. Using the free iGrill app for your iPhone, iPad, and Android devices, you can set preferred temperatures, and your smart device will alert you when it's ready. It's perfect for cooking steaks to perfection or low and slow smokers overnight. Head to Inc. that's the letter I, com to learn more. And by Barbecueers Delight Wood Pellets, the barbecue wood pellet choice of competition cooks and backyard hacks just like me. The perfect blend of two-thirds oak and one-third flavorwood gives you that right BTU burn and flavor that you're looking to get all over your meat with smoky goodness. Visit bbqrsdelight.com. And by Green Mountain Grills. Discover something you're really going to love. Cooking with pellets. Green Mountain Grills are widely available across the country. Top-of-the-line manufacturing, but not the highest in price. Visit GreenMountainGrills.com to get started on your pellet adventure today.
1: So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure you say whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire
2: department? That might be a good idea.
0: Good evening and welcome to the Really Big Barbecue Central Show, folks. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is the show that talks about all things important to the world of barbecue and grilling. Broadcasting live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. Dare I say it? We call it the Barbecue Capital of the North Coast, where I come from. I am Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday evening. If you want to jump in on the show tonight, more than happy to have you. Two ways to get in touch with me, 877-448-2433. You can also email the show if you would care to, greg at the BBQ And here is what's happening, in case you didn't sign up for the newsletter. By the way, everything else you want to find out about the show, Hit up the main website, TheBBQCentralShow.com. That's where you also sign up to get the newsletter. Coming up in about 13 minutes from now, it has been, dare I say, a while since this guy has made his uh, appearance or re-emergence or whatever you want to call it here on the show. Creator of the uh, Amazing Ribs website, Meathead Golden. Uh, sorry, Meathead Golden joining us on the show. Absolutely. And then, oh, I got to give myself a little more heat on this microphone. Uh, Coming up, uh, well, he'll, he'll let me track back. Meathead will take care of the entire first hour. Thanks for coming. Then we'll move into the second hour. Where we will find a first time guest to the show, creator of the Grilling 24 and 7 website slash blog, John Thomas joins us on the show. And then coming out of the Barbecue Central Show bullpen to help close it out, a monthly contributor to this show, he is the bona fide, credentialed, and official barbecue sauce and rub reviewer on this show, let alone the world. Scott Roberts, Scott Roberts Webb, joining us. So we got a full docket of stuff to get to, and I am, of course, always open for your uh, emails and telephone calls, 877-448-0433, com. Those are the ways to get in touch with me, should you see fit. All right, very excited about the show tonight. Right now, as you're watching, do me a solid. Make a Facebook post, tweet it out that you're watching the show right now, a couple different Web links to give you, if you're so inclined, if you want to watch the video stuff, you can do it a couple of different places. OutdoorCookingChannel.com, which has been the longtime syndication video partner of this particular, well, it was radio show in the beginning, but just show now. We got a lot of video going on. We got a lot of audio going on, which makes it a show. And uh, always happy to uh, have Kevin Bevington on the other side of the thing, doing it down in Florida. Also, you can catch the show on Roku if you have a Roku device internet protocol television in your house, go to the Outdoor Cooking Channel app in the uh, App Store for Roku, download it, and you can uh, stream it live right there, the very first option, which I believe is live stream or whatever they call it. You can also get the archives on Roku as well, or the Barbecue Central Show portion of that particular application on Roku. And uh, don't forget, you can get it live right here on the website as well, thebbqcentralshow.com for the audio files of the bunch, And if you are tooling down the road and you want to listen to this show just like it was regular radio, download the TuneIn Radio app on your phone, Or doesn't matter what platform you got, and uh, get the free version because we all know if it's free, it's me. That's what I always say. And uh, plug it in your auxiliary device in your car or in your home or wherever the case may be and you have the show just like you would be hearing it on uh, regular traditional radio. Doesn't get any easier than that. Quite frankly, doesn't get any better than that. So give it a shot. And as I mentioned last week, this now our second show from the new Palatial Barbecue Central Radio Network studios. And Palatial, I mean, uh, kind of in a disarray here in the basement. Let me give you a camera shot, too. This is the guest shot right here. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's a microphone right in the middle of the shot there, right by uh, in back of it uh, to the back left in that little cubby. That's the stairs to go up. That's all the Christmas stuff that we have. Uh, You see the mattress off to the left-hand side. That's where my oldest daughter throws softball when she's not at practice. And then, uh, you you know, our heater, hot water tank off to the side there. So a great, uh, great look there for the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios. And then, of course, this whole uh, thing that you can't see be through the magic of green screen. You know, a lot of people uh, asked me, you were talking with Dr. Barbecue, Last week, during your regular segment, and uh, all of a sudden, you were like, hey, I gotta go. I'm out of here. What really happened? What really went down? Well, I'm glad you asked. I'm going to let you in a little secret. Uh, The house, the new house that we're in now is a colonial, so we have uh, stairs in the house. The old Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios was a ranch, so there were no stairs in the house. Mix small kids with a large number of stairs. Bad things happen at some point. You know what it's like, you remember? You remember. I know you remember. Remember what it was like when you were a kid and maybe you lived in a ranch house and used to go to somebody else's house who had stairs? Stairs were like the most magical thing that ever were made when you were a kid. I mean, take it from me, Growing, having three kids grow up in a ranch house just until this past year. Every time we would go somewhere... Other than our own house, where there were stairs, it was like Disneyland. Oh, there's stairs! I'll run up and down the stairs, and up and down the stairs, and up and down the stairs. I'm gonna slide down the stairs on my belly. I'm gonna slide down the stairs on my butt. Stairs are great. Stairs are great. Uh, inevitably, in this uh, in this case, it's sooner than later. People fall down the stairs. It happens. Luckily, the little ones, you know, kind of rubber, so it's all good. Now, it was such a blur when it happened. I don't remember if I really gave thanks and praise to the good doctor. Ray held it down. Ray, if you go back and watch, if you missed the show or you have just heard the audio portion of it, which I appreciate, of course, Ray really held it down in a way that... You know, if you're really not accustomed to how a live show would work, because this show happens live, you know, I'm still baffled by the amount of people that have no idea that as they're hearing this show in a podcast, don't realize the show took place live from the two-hour stretch between 9 and 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. People still think that this is a pre-recorded show, and I don't get it. This is live. If you're hearing the show any other time besides Tuesdays from 9 to 11, uh, this show was recorded live, no editing done. This is how the show happened January 14th, 2014, when you hear it tomorrow, the next day, and five years from now. So imagine you're Ray Lampy getting interviewed by me, honor in its own right, for me. And all of a sudden, I'm like, uh, I got to go. And then I'm gone. Ray stands there for about, you know, 30 seconds, you know, realizes that I'm um, not coming back. Maybe something potentially bad has happened, or as he put it, got to let the dog out to take a piss and he just picked up the question and ran with it ran with it and by the time i got back he was finishing up and of course then i let ray into the scenario that had unfolded which i had not planned on but man you know thanks and praise kudos peace and love to ray lampy for holding it down when i literally was racing upstairs not knowing if i would find compound fractures of femurs and humerus and other such stuff. But, but being the true professional, having that uh, live television experience underneath his belt, he realized that uh, that maybe I was not going to be coming back for even three and four minutes, and he was going to do his best to fill until he saw me come back. So, I give Ray nothing but kudos for that. Uh, before we get into the first break, typically I am not resolution guy for the most part, but I realized that 2014 different for me last week, so for the foreseeable future, no more chat room for me. No, no, not going to do it. I used to have this policy in place back when I first started the show out live. Kind of got sucked back in, and now I'm back out of it. You know, I like the interaction. I like seeing what you guys are talking about, which normally very ha- has very little to do with the show. But I need to keep the focus on the interviews, making sure that I am bringing you the best possible product that I possibly—that's redundant—that I possibly can between the hours of 9 and 11, so if you want to get a hold of me, if you want to weigh in on something, if you want to criticize me for being a douche, do it the old-fashioned way. Shoot me an email, for crying out loud. Good way for you to get on the air, too, by the way. You email me, I read your email on the air, mention your name. It's fun and exciting for both. Again, recapping, if you want to give me a holler, not in the chat room, I won't be there. Sorry, I'm not going to do it. Email me instead, greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. Nobody called me a douche. I'm just saying, if you want to call me a douche. I don't There's plenty of reasons why. Again, quick reminder about the longest-running sponsor of the show, The Barbecue Guru, makers of automatic temperature control devices. Uh, they are located in Warminster, Pennsylvania, I believe, in uh, February... You would recall my last conversation with Bob Trudnack from The Barbecue Guru that they will be putting on the first annual Shotgun Fred Barbecue Cook-Off in Texas, uh, where Fred was from originally. Uh, These guys created automatic pit temperature control device technology. Why would you buy from anywhere else? I don't know. I know if I had the choice of either buying the technology that somebody invented versus buying somebody else, I would always go with the experts in the industry, but that's just me. You might decide to do differently. Uh, If you're not familiar with how these little beauties work, you know, I'm not going to get into that minutia, but imagine a product that allows you to set your pit temperature in one set. It keeps it running at that set temperature all the way through the cook. Sounds too good to be true? It's not. This is real life. You can take advantage of this technology today. Now, maybe uh, you're like me and my wife and a bunch of our neighbors. You're busy working professionals. You're constantly on the run with kids doing errands. Quite frankly, you just don't have the time to set around and tend pit temperatures. I get it. The Barbecue Guru allows you to throw on a pork butt, a brisket, a couple slabs of ribs. You're off to do whatever it is you need to get done. The barbecue Guru maintains the pit temperature you set it up just that easy. Now, maybe you're in the market for a cooker. Look no further than the Onyx Oven. Plus, uh, from what I understand in our last conversation with Bob Trodnack, they're coming out with an additional cooker as well. No fine details on that yet, but we'll have them back on when they're ready to announce. Uh, but... In the meantime, the Onyx Oven has been winning on the competition circuit as well as in backyards all over the country. It's fully insulated, holds a ton of meat, accommodates half and full pans for food service, and works seamlessly with any barbecue guru temperature device you can get your hands on. So do yourself a favor. Head on over to thebbqguru.com and check out all of their products. If you have any questions on what to order, give them a call directly, 800 guru That's 800-288-GURU. So make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box. 800-288-GURU or visit TheBBQGURU.com. The Barbecue Guru, a breakthrough in barbecue technology. All right, well, we're coming back with Meathead. Right after this, lots of topics to get to. Hotly debated some. And you will be let in on the secret, too, when we get back. Stick around. We'll be back right after this hangout. eight seven seven four four eight zero four three three Greg at the bbq central if you are so inclined to get in touch with me of course uh, whenever anybody hears this music you know for damn sure that it's uh, one fine time coming a hit song if uh, you are so inclined to gauge hit songs I don't know if you would find the song on uh, America's next voice talent Idol it's a new show I just made up but we do welcome Meathead Goldwyn in the show. Meathead, how are you, buddy?
1: Hey, how's the uh, Cavalier of Barbecue?
0: Oh, we are uh, suffering mightily, but uh, we're no knees like Derek Rose, Meathead. How about that? Oh! Thank you. Finally, I get to uh, exact some type of revenge when you always come with the uh, Cleveland Cavalier of Barbecue. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, you are... A Cavalier is a... Gallant horseman, um, uh, on a, a stride of steed, leading the charge. Yes, I mean aside from your location in that Whole of a town, Um, (laughs) you are a cavalier.
0: All right, well, I'll uh, I'll take the compliments wherever I can get them, meathead. You know that about me for sure. (laughs) And uh, I will have you know before we get into the debauchery of the next two segments that uh, Forbes Magazine has ranked Cleveland as potential breakout city of 2014. They've tapped it the next Brooklyn, New York. How about that?
1: Breakout? You mean zits?
0: that's right. Zip. Uh-oh. Watch out. Meathead will be here all week. Be sure to tip your waitress. <laughs> all right, Meathead, quick contest. Who's got the better beard, me or you?
1: Well, you are the better looking, that's and for sure.
0: goddamn right. Let's leave it at that. All right. Now, look, we've got a number of things that we need to get to here, Meathead, and I don't have my agenda uh, pulled up here with you, so uh, give me one second while I sift through all of my diligent notes.
1: We have two topics tonight.
0: Yeah, two topics, and let's get the food stuff out yeah. of the way to make sure that we have uh, allotted our special time. Hold on one second, Mita.
1: Food before politics.
0: Yeah. Um, food before politics, absolutely right. And I never talk politics with my friends, uh, so we can talk politics all day long, Mita.
1: Well, we're talking Chinese barbecue. Nobody, and, nobody
0: got that joke. And
1: okay. then we're talking the, uh, the top. 25 most influential uh, people in barbecue
0: we will deconstruct we will deconstruct the pork barrel list that was made public uh, towards the end part of last year all right so let's dive into chinese barbecue obviously myopic americans think southern style barbecue whenever they see the triple letters of bbq or hear the word barbecue however you spell it and i am I I don't want to say that I am uh, bending or relenting to whatever view you have, but as I I become wiser and older, my view is starting to expand a little bit.
1: It comes with the beard.
0: Yeah, of course. I'm much more wise and much more uh, confused with Middle Eastern terrorists, but that's fine, neither here nor there. You know, Uh,
1: Speaking of beards, by the way, I I have a theory. Uh, I notice you're getting some gray in yours. Um, My theory is, is that gray matter leaks out and it gets into your hair and so gray hair is just gray matter that has escaped And so um, I certainly have lost a lot more green matter than you, Yes, but um, you're getting there.
0: Well, that's why uh, perhaps you're a little bit more wise on your face than I am, but
1: nevertheless. (laughs) I'm just a few steps away from the the asylum. That's That's right.
0: So what do we know about uh, Chinese barbecue? I I, I would say that uh, if I'm gauging a copious amounts of Americans, they wouldn't group Chinese barbecue into the barbecue scene, but obviously that's an incorrect assumption.
1: Well, it, no, actually, for once, you might be right. Uh, <laughs> no. I, there's, there, there's a lot to what you say, Greg. Um, I've learned a lot about it. First of all, I, the background here is is I just love Chinese food. Yes, me too. Um, there's a big Chinatown here in Chicago. Um, um, a couple of years back, my wife and I just went on a binge and we cooked Chinese every night. Um when I was dating her we're coming up on our fourth 40th anniversary wow. we used to go to Chinese restaurants after work because we worked we worked in a liquor store together and uh, um, uh, and so I've just always had this lifelong affair with Chinese food and of course I love the ribs Chinese ribs who doesn't love Chinese ribs and so I really wanted to know how they make Chinese barbecue ribs and um, uh, so I, you know, I started researching it, and uh, I, I'm friends with uh, the people who run probably the best Chinese barbecue restaurant in Chicago, a place called Sun Wah. It's on the north side, and I, I got to know them. And uh, a fellow barbecue guru here in town um, introduced me to them, and um, I took a tour of the kitchen and met the chef, and it's really very, very interesting. Um, uh, slide one, please.
0: All right, here we go. We're going to go to slide one. Uh, Meathead, I understand that you probably can't see my pictures, but you're probably looking at it from somewhere else. Bob. But I, slide I have one two is up.
1: monitors, so yeah. I, yeah, uh, I see it on my left monitor. And but these i to talk to this one. Yeah, because that's where the camera these is. These look so
0: really I, good. These look really good.
1: Aren't they beautiful? That's yes. my attempt at Chinese um, ribs, and that is Ooh, wow. um, Chinatown Char Su ribs, I call them, and the recipe is on my website, amazingribs.com. And I slaved long and hard and, uh, make a batch, taste it, hustle down to the Chinese restaurants, taste theirs, hustle back. And I've come pretty close and I've learned a lot about the process. It is not barbecue by any stretch of the American definition, any stretch, um, uh, in China, um, it is often cooked with charcoal, but in the United States, it's almost always cooked with a gas oven. Yeah. It's this big gas oven, um. Um, actually, I oh dear, what number is next? I, now that I'm I'm number, out of number you know, two, improv, improv, improvising. Yeah, it's this uh, uh, big
0: uh, vessel-looking thing.
1: Yeah, where is that? Uh, that's it. Yeah, that's it. The
0: that Sunwa is, uh, oven.
1: One of the ovens that they use at uh, ch- at a- 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 at Sunwa, and uh, the door swings open, and the food hangs. It's a lot like the pit barrel. Um, the food hangs in this pit barrel barbecue. There you go. There's some um, pork loins. And tenderloins, actually, I think those are tenderloins. Um, and Greg, you know the difference now, don't you? I do now. <laughs> it's a running joke, folks. If you don't know it, uh, <laughs> we won't get into it. Um, and um, uh, those are pork tenderloins, and it gets a smoke ring, but it's not from smoke.
0: No, it's from it's uh, Tenderquick.
1: quick. No. No. No.
0: no. Uh oh. Let's
1: see if anybody in the uh, in the yeah, chat. Okay, guys in the chat room. How do they get the red smoke ring? Come on, type it in, somebody.
0: They serve raw meat, Meathead.
1: No, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's 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 a food coloring. It's just red food dye. Um, it's red food coloring. Um, and it, it's sometimes a beet extract. It's sometimes a red bean, azuki-type beans. And sometimes it's just red food coloring, um, uh, which uh, often comes from – Cocaineel, which is an insect. Um, nice. Uh, yeah, what? It's natural. It's natural. You're eating bugs, uh, the juice of bugs at least. Um, but it's a red food coloring, and they get a really neat smoke ring. And you've seen it. And I'm, and I'm thinking, uh, let's uh, let's go to um, uh, slide four.
0: All right, here we go. Oh, yeah. now the what a great picture this is. It makes me want to grab a beer There's or your a fine uh, a fine white wine and just get after it.
1: And, and that's from the same recipe
0: oh, as
1: um, the uh, ribs. Um, I didn't use the sesame oil, and I used a little less coloring. But um, th- that's pork loin, not tenderloin. Um, and uh, what they do is they, they have a marinade. Um, now, if you've done any Chinese cooking or um, if you like Chinese food, there's a few cornerstone flavors and one of the reasons I want I got I got I got to go back to the why I suggested we talk about this. Yes, please. During the Polar Express last week, um, oh, forget it. I I cooked out only once. I, w- I wimped out. I just did not want to be out there very much, and. Um, uh, I cooked indoors, and this is a great recipe for indoors because you can do it both outdoors. You can do it on your smoker, you can do it on your grill, and you can do it in your indoor oven. And if you just die in for some good ribs, and uh, this is a really neat variation on the theme uh, that you can do with um, either spares, St. Louis cut, baby backs, some Chinese restaurants, they use baby backs. Some of them, they take the spares and they slice them in half. So they're like little riblets. You can okay. do that if you've got a bandsaw in your basement. Who doesn't? <laughs> um, but the flavors are really typical Chinese. What we call Chinese flavors are usually based on toasted sesame oil. And uh, if you see sesame oil that's pale or yellow, that means it's not toasted. It's just a plain old vegetable oil. Toasted sesame oil is brown, and it doesn't take much. A few drops of it, and just for the fun of it, if you don't have any, go get some and smell it. Because the minute you smell it, you're in Chinatown, you're in a Chinese restaurant. And a few drops of it in mayonnaise is really good on a chicken sandwich or chicken salad. It really takes mayonnaise into a wonderful direction. And you can use it in a lot of things, but it's really potent. Just a few tiny drops of toasted sesame oil is all you need. And that's a really distinctive uh, Chinese flavor. Another really distinctive Chinese flavor that's in this marinade is hoisin sauce. Yeah. And hoisin sauce, some people call it Chinese ketchup. It has no tomatoes. The reason they call it Chinese ketchup is very common. And if you've ever had moushu pork, that brown stuff that you spread on the pancake, that's hoisin sauce. Now, you can buy char siu which is chinese barbecue sauce but i don't recommend it it's 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 better to make your own um blend because the chinese char siu is really thick and gummy and it's really only good as a glaze and it's it, it's just not, it doesn't bear a resemblance to the uh, the barbecue flavor that we're going to get with uh, a recipe like this so hoisin sauce is at the base of a lot of um chinese restaurants and it's a um it's a, uh, a fermented soybean and vinegar and uh, salt and rice, wine, and uh, uh, garlic and chili. It's got all kinds of good stuff in it. Um, the One of the other cornerstone flavors of Asian cooking is five-spice powder. And it's got five spices. Yeah. Um, cinnamon, cloves, star anise, fennel, and uh, Sichuan peppercorns. And... Uh, Uh, It's really easy to make. Uh, You can just get those five ingredients, grind them up, and it's expensive to buy. But if you – cinnamon, cloves, star anise, fennel, Sichuan, peppercorns, grind them up, and you can make it yourself. I've got the rough proportions in the recipe on my website. And then the other cornerstone flavor of Chinese is soy sauce or tamari. Um, And, uh, of course, that's fermented soybeans and other grains. Um, uh, and I wanted a. There's a slide there, Greg. Um, I don't know if you've had a chance to pre. Yeah, the one that yeah. uh, tells you Eight the ingredients soy. in soy sauce. Eight B soy. Yep. Um, you know, for years we've been saying. Oh, man, you got a nice little background. Oh, yeah, I kind of liked the background there, but that's good. Um, for those of you who can see this, um, there's two packets of Chinese restaurant carry out soy sauce there. And if you can read the ingredients, the one on the left, the Li Kung Kee, um, is contains the third ingredient, uh, water, salt, soybeans. The one on the right, no soybeans. Huh. It's just brown liquid. You um, can read the. It's the bottom. Uh, um, uh, the, yeah. one, the one. The one in the good. black. That's, you got the zoom going. Yep. You got. You got the technology this week. Yeah. Last water, week was kind of rough, wasn't it?
0: Water, salt, caramel color, sugar, monodosium <laughs> monosodium and glutamate, monosodium glutamate, one percent sodium benzonate for preservative. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: but there is no soy sauce. There is no soybeans involved. So wh- when you buy soy sauce, um, you want to get um, look at the label. Now, of course, um, Kikkoman uh, and uh, Lee, Lee um, um, what is it, the, uh, Lee Kim Ki? Kumki are the two big brands in this country, and uh, uh, those are uh, good brands. But watch that, and you can use the, the um, leftovers from the Chinese carryout that you ordered on Tuesday. But check first to make sure it's soy sauce, because often it isn't. Um, so in any case, those are the cornerstone flavors, and I've got most of those in there. Um, also, in a lot of Chinese dishes, you got ginger, honey, garlic, and they use honey as a, a barbecue sauce a lot. It's just a glaze. It goes on in the end. And uh, uh, it, it really is is a lot of fun. And uh, if you haven't got a good Chinese uh, uh, cookbook, uh, it's, it's a fun thing to play with, uh, uh, particularly in the cold weather. But my recipe – and they, I, there was another ribs. I have two rib recipes, Chinese rib recipes. Um, uh, let's see uh, – Hoisin Ribs, number five.
0: Number f- okay, yeah, I, just, I think I just five. had that up. Give me one second. That's uh, right. five, that's nice, is? there? Uh, oh, wait. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, here we go. This is the one. I got to get the other picture out of the way. Oh, oh. damn it, <laughs> Meathead. Damn it. <laughs> there you go. Where is it? Oh, there it is. Okay, there we go.
1: Well, yeah, It's in the background. Sweet now. Oh, that's good. Uh, th- uh, this is my um, Hoisin Ribs, um, and th- this is a slightly different approach and recipe. And it's got a, a kind of a brownish color, but it's really quite tasty. And um, it's really nice with uh, uh, chopped green onions on top and some sesame seeds. Um, fun stuff uh, for the uh, pork lovers out there. Yeah, I see somebody in the um, uh, chat room as uh, Patio Daddy, of course. <laughs> John, good to see you. You always know the right answer. Um, rice wine vinegar, John says. And uh, yeah, that's a major ingredient. It's not a real strong flavor, but vinegar gives you your acid. Yep. And rice wine vinegar is a really delicate vinegar. If you're playing with barbecue sauces and you don't want a strong vinegar flavor, even American recipes, we use rice wine vinegar often in American recipes. Uh, great stuff. Thank you, John. Um, so um, uh, it's a fun recipe. And uh, um, I, I'm not going to go through the whole recipe here. But it's not hard to get pretty close to Chinese restaurant barbecue ribs, even though they're not really barbecue. And you can do them indoors. Yeah. And, all, and, and it's easy to do. And they're quick because the, be, the best way to do them um, is to cut them into individual bones so they cook really fast. Um, uh, they're not going to be as tender, as low and slow. And, and you can adapt. If you want to do them as a whole slab and you want to put them out there on the smoker and do them low and slow, go for it. But um, you can just slice these babies up, throw them in the marinade for overnight or a few hours, and uh, put them in the oven. uh, Sprinkle some sesame seeds on top to look pretty. What are you cooking?
0: Like, what are you cooking if you take them off the rack and make them individual? Uh, You know, what kind of a cook time are we looking at, and what are you putting your oven at? 350? 375?
1: Um, You know, you can go the whole gamut. Of course, ribs are always going to be better low and slow. So if you can notch them down to 200, 225, Take your time, but they'll take like only an hour, hour and a half, two hours at the most, depending on what you're cooking at. Um, uh, and, and if you're not sure, I, I've got to cook time on the recipe, and I forget. I don't have the recipe open in front of me. But you can just take it, you know, the same way you do out there on the grill. You take a bite, you know, whack off a slice and take a nibble, and, and you don't know when they're ready. You don't need thermometers for this. You've never heard me say that, and I deny it if it's ever –
0: Yeah, luckily we're not taping, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, right. I'll I'll deny it.
0: Meathead Goldwyn joining us here on the show. Amazingribs.com is his website. Uh, We've got a couple minutes left here before we head into the first break. Meathead, uh, what else did you want to cover on the Chinese The other thing
1: I wanted to just touch, and then we'll get into the uh, the top 25 list, is MSG, monosodium glutamate. It was in the ingredients on one of those soy, 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 soy sauce packages. This is um, uh, 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 there's a product on the U.S. market called Accent. Um, it's an additive. You can find it in most grocery stores. Um, it's made of glutamic acid. It's a really natural flavor enhancer. A lot of people think it's some sort of weird stuff that's going to cause headaches. Yeah, and there is not one study that I can find anywhere. That shows in blind tastings where people who say they get headaches from MSG, or where they serve them two dishes, one with MSG and one with not, they can't they can't there's you know they can't identify one or the other as causing a headache. Um, glutamate appears naturally. It is the compound that creates the elusive umami or umami flavor no. that you've probably heard people talk about. That is present in soy sauce and Parmesan Reggiano cheese, Ooh. and in beef and in mushrooms and tomatoes. It's this savory, meaty, rich, rich flavor that uh, is one of the essential flavors. And um, you know, the uh, food writer Jeffrey Steingarten uh, 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 from New York uh, was addressing this issue of Chinese restaurant syndrome where people complain they got headaches from the MSG and Chinese food. And of course he came up with the ultimate uh, rhetorical question. He says, if that's the case, how come everyone in China doesn't have a headache?
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> They're used to it. That's why.
1: And, and I will add to that. Uh, a few years ago, I, um, uh, I went to rendezvous in Memphis and, uh, I don't care what everybody thinks about it out there. It's a fun place and uh, it's a historic place and, uh, they, they don't cook barbecue the way a lot of people want barbecue to be cooked, but I, I just have a ball when I go there and I wanted to do rendezvous ribs, which are served with just a sprinkling of their dry rub on top. It's not even cooked. They just sprinkle it on there raw and serve it. And I saw them on one of the good morning America shows or something and they, uh, gave the recipe and I tried it and it didn't taste anything like the store. So I bought a bottle and I deconstructed what's in the bottle and got real close. In fact, if you Google Rendezvous Rub, I come up ahead of them. Wow. But my recipe is pretty good, but their recipe on the bottle, it says MSG. So if, if, if MSG causes headaches, how come everybody who goes to Rendezvous doesn't get a headache
0: i think we know what's happening here meathead and uh, enough is enough with these people for crying out loud <laughs> all right meathead take a break you're on fire uh refresh your drink i'm going to talk to people quickly about butcher barbecue uh gang if you're anything like me you're always thinking of ways to step up the barbecue and grilling game and there's no better or easier way than by doing it with the butcher barbecue arsenal of products Look, folks, we've talked to Dave on the show any number of times. Uh, I've asked him any number of times, Dave, do you have to be in the competition circuit in order to inject? If you are a backyard person just like me, is it going to give you any type of benefit? If you're just competing in the backyard for the high-fives of the neighbors and maybe some scandalous looks from the neighbor ladies, if you know what I mean. And he said, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you don't have to be on the competition trail to inject to get those benefits So why not visit ButcherBBQ.com and order some of that beef injection or that pork injection or the prime injection? Of course, the newest injection to the market that uh, Dave has out is that bird booster, which gives you three times more moisture yield inside of the uh, poultry than you would get normally from your traditional brining. Uh, If you're not a math major, uh, to me, getting three times more moisture in the bird might give you a little bit better window. What if you overshoot? Heaven forbid you overshoot. Maybe keep it moist. How about all that? Now, perhaps you're looking for a go-to rub or sauce. Friends, you've hit the mother load here. Butcher's Barbecue has a full line of award-winning rubs. Uh, one of my personal favorites, that steak and brisket rub. Of course, when you see me getting down with the pork butts and the ribs, you know I got honey rub in my hand as well. Uh, that has uh, garnered a lot of attention over the years with a lot of uh, different bloggers trying it out and rating it very highly. Let me ask you this, or or do this for me. Try the premium rub, especially if you inject with Butcher's Barbecue. It's formulated to work with the injection. A perfect one-two punch to impress judges and friends alike. And last but not least, look, uh, Meathead can actually attest to this because the first time I got my hands on the Butcher's Barbecue sweet barbecue sauce, I was literally drinking it out of the bottle during Meathead's segment. It was that good. He was surprised. He was horrified all at the same time. Look, when it comes to sauce, I'm as picky as it gets, right? Butcher sweet sauce wins in every category for me. Not overly sweet, a nice slice of tang, just the right amount of back-end heat, and for crying out loud, no liquid smoke. Dave took the time and effort to make quality sauce, and he didn't take the easy way out like most do by adding that little ingredient to make everybody think that there's some type of smoke in there. Forget it. Grab a bottle of six. it will go. Through, you'll go through it really fast, no doubt about it, and you're not going to break the bank when it comes to shipping either, so head on over to butcherbbq.com. That's ButcherBBQ.com. Stock up on any and all. Tell Dave that the Barbecue Central Show sent you over. He'll take care of you. Again, that's ButcherBBQ.com. We are back with more Meathead as we deconstruct the Pork Barrel Top 25 2013 Most Influential People in Barbecue. Heaven forbid. Katie, bar the door. We're coming back right after this.
3: Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air.
0: Now, here's your host, Greg Rippy
4: alright four eight zero four three
0: three is a phone number, an email address, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Remember in the open, I said I'm out of the chat room, New Year's resolution, no chat room for me. And I have to say, I'm feeling very refreshed and invigorated that I've been able to spend all of my time with Meathead, not following you weirdos in the chat room, talking about whatever it is you guys talk about. But Meathead can follow and uh, answer questions as well if he sees fit. All right. Uh, Meathead joining us uh, back after the break here. Always appreciate the time, Meathead. Amazingribs.com, his website, if you've never heard of it. Uh, And I I would like to say welcome from getting out from underneath your rock. Come on. Meathead, you would recall that uh, throughout the month of December and then creeping into the new year, uh, Pork Barrel Barbecue Boys uh, developed a 2013 25 Most Influential People's uh, list. And... Uh, I got a uh, email from you that said, you know, geez, I've seen this list, and I appreciate the fact that they've uh, gone through the effort and, and task of putting such a list together. But, geez, it seems like they've missed out on quite a number of people, and uh, you felt a duty to come on and perhaps uh, present a uh, list of your own or perhaps some uh, things that should have been added to this list. So I will let you uh, take it and add my two cents where it uh, seems to be fitting.
1: First of all, in case they're listening, I want them to know. I think it's a meritorious list. I think it's a really good list. Um, I think they did a great job. I absolutely agree with Bobby Flay at number two. I don't care what folks say. This guy does great grilling, occasional smoking. He's taught so many good techniques. He's brought a lot of creativity. Why do
0: people Uh, hate the Bobby Flay meathead? Is is it the New York thing?
1: Well, I think, Greg we hang out with a lot of people on the competition circuit and that's a very small insular world. You had Sterling ball on a couple of weeks ago and, you know, I was talking to him the other day. He says there's maybe three dozen at the most teams that cook 20 competitions a year Yeah, that maybe there's less than a hundred that cook 30 or 40 a year. Um, they're going to name the team of the year. It really is. A competition among ten or twelve teams. I mean, it's a very small world. Uh, competition barbecue, as you know, and the audience here knows, has become uh, a rich man's game. Um, and it, but it's a very small insular club. And um, Bobby's not part of that club. Guy Fieri dabbles in it occasionally, but not really. And, um, you know, like any other club, I think we tend to sometimes be exclusionary. I really love listening to Dr. Barbecue last week. He talked about some of this. And by the way, you're right. He just did a super job oh my God. holding down the fort while so you were good. checking to see if your kid died. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he was just tremendous. And he's just great. I mean, he's a hero of mine. Um, when I grow up, I want to be like him. I want a beard like his. Yeah, we, that's it. You and I should both trim our our beards to look like dr barbecue
0: uh, meathead, I still have a genuine interest in getting laid, so forget
1: it <laughs> what, what is that uh, um, in any case, I thought they did a tremendous job i you know naming number one the backyard barbecuer that 's not bad. I mean Time magazine gets away with that with uh the computer mm. and stuff, but you know for the first list, it would have been nice if they uh uh, pick Dr. Barbecue. Uh, and so I, I sent around an email to everybody that I knew on the list. I have email addresses for most of those people and a few others whom I thought might have been left off. And I got some interesting responses uh, from them. And I, I've kind of come up with a little list. One of the things I think they missed. Is and, and and again, I think they did a super job. There's a lot everybody on that yeah, list. Don't preface to be on
0: don't there. preface what you're going to say. Just come out okay. and say they went out on they, a limb and they made their list. A lot now your- of
1: people who can show metrics. Who I mean, let's take Jamie Proviance. Now I bet a lot of people in the audience don't know who Jamie is. Jamie's written all of the Weber Grill yeah. cookbooks. Yeah. I don't know how many that is. That's a dozen cookbooks. They're translated into German, into Spanish. Um, they're beautiful cookbooks. they got great recipes, tens of thousands of them on the marketplace. Um, I mean, the, there's a lot of influence there. Gr- I mean, he shows up on Good Morning America. Uh, he, he, you know, This guy is you know, a very influential character, and he can show the metrics. I mean, I'm sure if we called him up and asked him how many books of yours are in print, he can say so. I, I wonder how many of the people who are educators on the list have reached anywhere near the number of people um, that he has. Dr. Barbecue, uh, Ray Lamping, He's got, I don't know, what, a half a dozen books out there. Yeah. He also is on TV frequently. I, I mean, there, one can get some sort of metric. So I'm not sure about the methods that they use to pick the list. One can quibble about the position of some people. I think it's a great list. But it seemed like people like... Um, Paul Kirk and Artie Davis, who've written uh, several books for KCBS, uh, very popular books, uh, very well good selling books, reaching big audiences. Uh, Jamie provides you, Greg. Um, I, we Me? see twenty some people in the audience here tonight, but there's thousands that you reach through iTunes. I don't listen live very often. I happened to be in live last week. I listened to you on iP- I-, 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 I on podcasts. Yeah, I mean, I heard I heard you talking about you shocked the hell out of me you don't you don't know what a uh, what a truffle is i got to talk to you about truffles <laughs> some other time i listen to you so i mean you have reach derek rich is another one of your guests google bar any of the keywords for barbecue it's usually derek or me that comes up in the top two or three um, 15 million people came to my website last year that's a metric i can show google analytics 15 million people yeah that's mild influence um, Daniel Vaughn, he's the only full-time yes. barbecue critic in the nation. He writes for Texas Monthly. They have a great website. Uh, it may not ha- reach a lot of people. Where are the um, Pork Barrel guys out of New Jersey or uh, DC no, they're or something?
0: Washington DC yes. yeah.
1: I think DC. Yeah. Okay, uh, they may not be aware of him, but he he has influence in Texas. He names the top barbecue restaurants in Texas, yep. and that that affects a lot of people. Um, his uh, is is godfather if you will rob walsh um from used to write from the houston chronicle uh, anybody out there who has not read rob walsh's book about uh, the legends of texas barbecue needs to run out and get a copy of that now i mean he is the godfather of texas barbecue um and and a brilliant writer as well um oh i don't know i've got a couple right, I'm others gonna,
0: i'm going i, w- I want to add one i i, I yeah. didn't- you know, look, let me say this. Uh, I I think that it was uh, a great tactic is the wrong word, but I think it was a great uh, uh, marketing. uh marketing deal to, to get traffic to the website. Uh, I was checking every day absolutely just to see who they were going to put up there. Uh, I was under of course no allu- I was getting a lot of emails as I'm sure you were going, "Oh, I'm sure you'll be next." I'm sure you've been Look, I don't care to make any list. Lists are lists. They're subjective. Uh, people are putting together whatever they feel uh, they think is the top 1 or 10 or 15 or 25. And if I'm not on that list, I could care less because I could make my own list and make me number one if I wanted to. And that's uh, the, the way I feel about that. The thing that I respect about the list is that they went out on a limb. They put themselves out there and their brand out there to uh, not only open themselves up for praise, but for criticism as well, which they knew they were going to get, and they did it anyway. So uh, I thought the only one that was omitted that any number, any one of these 25 could have easily been replaced with, and I think this guy should have been uh, easily the top 10, is uh, Mike McLeod from uh, MMA Creative, but more importantly the creator of the World Food Championships. Uh, And it's uh, just celebrated the second annual World Food Championships in, I think it was late November, and has affected not only barbecue, has affected many other food competitions throughout the course of the year, starting probably as soon as next month. And if they win this or if they finish here, uh, they get all of these invites. So they're drawing this huge swath of culinary experience that isn't just strictly related to barbecue. It's recipe makers, it's people that make burgers, it's uh, chefs, whatever. And they're all competing at the very end of the year to see who the top person is. I think that holds a a tremendous amount of influence, and I feel bad for Mike because of what he's been able to put together and uh, how big it is and what it all encompasses to be uh, left off the list, although I'm sure he probably doesn't really care that much, uh, and he'll probably be on the list next year if they do it again. But that's the only guy I would really say I I think should, should be on that list.
1: Well, I think actually the cloud is a great is a great choice. What, what I would like to suggest to them, and they're, they're going to do their own list, and they don't need input from me or you or anybody else. But it'd be nice if there was some sort of nomination process, and be nice if um, there was some sort of um, metric applied. Um, how they measure influence, but I don't know. I mean, it's a good list. It's a good start. It'd be great. Um, Some of the others that were suggested when I sent out um, my notes, um, uh, Dave Raymond, um, whom uh, they spoke so highly of um, in their interview with you, um, uh, said that Jared uh, and his dad from – um, uh, Weber grill, uh, are still deeply involved and he should be involved, uh, should be on the list. And, uh, the people, of uh, the, 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 the president of old hickory pits, uh, and Southern pride, uh, they should be on the list. Uh, um, uh, Carolyn Wells uh, at KCBS.
0: She was on the left. Uh, she was sixth.
1: Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Okay. I, I said, no I, Car- Carolyn suggested oh, okay. that it would be nice if there was some sort of nomination process yeah, yeah. or voting or selection process. Now,
0: look, I have, a, I have a very big issue with uh, a lot of these other uh, polls or uh, people mm. of the year BS that's out there on the Internet because uh, however a nomination – uh, process works, you get yeah, riddled yeah, down yeah. to vote however, for and me, then all of a sudden, me, yeah, my then it becomes a promotion. Me. I mean, give me a break. That's no way to just put your list out and take the lumps. If you get them. that's what I say.
1: Well, you said that last week and you, I think you were right. Yeah. They had the, uh, cojones to do it and I applaud them and it's a good list. Um, so I'm just going to send them my, uh, suggestions and, uh, I think it'd be nice if others did as well. There is on the list on their blog, a place to add comments, and the oh, there's one comment only, and it's from somebody who's uh, the mother of somebody who's on the list. Yeah, it's
0: Ronnie Cates' mother. Ronnie Cates' mom
1: yeah. logged in. It's Thanks
0: for recognizing go, my son. Thank you. Yeah.
1: Uh, so there's there's room for uh, for input. I hope I hope they'll take input. Uh, but uh, I think it's a fun list, and I think they brought recognition to a lot of people who deserved it. And uh, they may have left a fl- lot of a lot of good folks off, but it's a good run and start.
0: Do you think, and you kind of touched on it in the very beginning when you said that number one was the backyard barbecue, but do you think in a list like this it is a little bit of a, a cop-out to do the groups like uh, the barbecue judges, mm-hmm. uh, the backyard barbecue, or there was another uh, like group of people that were in there, too. When you have 22 individuals uh, to also add a group of people in, uh, groups can be certainly influential to a certain degree, but I think... When you're doing this type of a list, if it's not all groups, it should probably be all people
1: yeah it's it's their football, and they can take it and run with it if they want but i i i, I those are three slots that might have been filled with Mike McLeod or somebody uh an individual who who's deserving, but their point is well taken I mean um, the barbecue judges go home and uh, uh, they um, they teach their neighbors about barbecue, and alas, so many of them go home and say. Oh, that's not barbecue. That's grilling. And they, uh, <laughs> they, um, they impose snobbery on uh, their neighbors. But uh, uh, what the hey, you know. Uh, I, I'd like to have seen those be individuals. But their point's well taken. There's precedent for it. When Time Magazine does their person of the year, yeah. they have often picked groups or other things, non-entities.
0: Meathead, in the last couple minutes, what do you have going or, or what do you have planned and or forecasted for the website in 2014?
1: Well, I'm busting butt on uh, getting uh, my book done, but I want to get more into um, cooking game. I want to get more into cowboy cooking. I just posted two really hard hard worked articles on grilling with wood and smoking with wood. That is, you know, most of the article, most of us smoke with charcoal and wood chunks. But as we know, a lot of folks use stick burners. They cook. And grilling with wood. And grilling with wood is really starting to catch in the restaurant world. And um, uh, I've got some really good tips on grilling with wood and campfire cooking. And I want to do more in those areas next year. Um, I want to get into more uh, international foods and creativity like we talked about tonight. I have a really good yakitori ribs, Japanese ribs recipe that uh, uh, I'm going to come out with soon. Um, but, um, uh, you know, I, I, I have fun, man. I get up in the morning and I don't have, um, a, a list of things to do today. Um, uh, uh, you know, I, I may decide I want to cook a recipe and I run down and, uh, get the ingredients and, uh, it's, I'm living the life, man. It's a great life. uh, I, I wanted, I wanted to end with, um. Uh, if 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 I have a moment here with a, a minor rant, because you know I, I I never have opinions. Please. And it was on the topic of Chinese food. Back to our beginning topic. All right. What has happened to the fortune cookie? It used to tell you your fortune. You open the fortune cookie and it would say, wealth and fame are in your future. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, I sent you one. That's right. It's probably number nine. Yeah, I got it. I sent you, um, this is what they call a fortune. Now, this is a fortune <laughs> within the coming five months. You will find three missing socks. Well, that is actually a fortune now that I think of it, but
0: well, wouldn't I it mean, be a better most fortune of them if just you have proverbs
1: on them now, you know, be nice to your mother. Um, and yeah, I'll take this any, to any day of the week <laughs> but, what I don't know if anybody else has noticed it, but they just don't tell your fortune anymore. They, uh, they're now aphorisms and uh, proverbs.
0: Wouldn't it be more of a fortune if you, instead of finding three socks, you found four because then you have two matching pairs? They can't even get that right. Give me a break. It's ridiculous. I,
1: my socks never return, they run away, yes. they disappear. And my coat hangers are constantly mating. They're always intertwined in obscene positions.
0: I don't know what to say about that. It's Meathead <laughs> Goldwyn, amazingribs.com, uh, perhaps getting into hanger porn at a different website later on in life. Uh, you will see him <laughs> like, on the second steaks. That's right. Uh, hangs the second Tuesday of every month. It will be yeah. Meathead and I, so look for us again next month. Meathead, always appreciate the time, and uh, we'll look for you at amazingribs.com.
1: My pleasure, as always.
0: Thank you very much. There he is. Meathead, ladies and gentlemen. Amazingribs.com. That is amazingribs.com. All right, a little over on that, but uh, well worth the rant on the fortunes. I don't. I'm, I was never a uh, fortune cookie yet. Never. Get
4: that big stuff out of here.
0: I can leave it. Not only take it or leave it, I can just leave it. Folks, the next generation of iGrill has arrived. You can now pre-order the iGrill Mini at iDevicesInc.com slash iGrill, that's letter iGrill, for 40 bucks. The iGrill Mini has everything you love about the iGrill and so much more with smart LED that indicates the progression of your temperature and lets you know when you're in and out of temperature range, proximity, wake-up to conserve battery life, And it also has an outstanding 150 hours of that battery life. By the way, you get all the awesome features in a pocket-sized device at half the price of the original iGrill. For $39.99, the iGrill Mini has one meat probe and one... The iGrill magnetically mounts to your grill or smoker and even comes with an attachable magnetic case in case the uh, ceramic smoker that you have does not have a magnetic surface. Maybe you have another smoker that doesn't have uh, any type of magnetic surface. No problem. comes with a little magnetic deal, so you can get hooked right up in that way. See, IGRO Mini, now look, I've been receiving emails from some people that won through that uh, five-week or four-week giveaway of IGRO. I have to touch base with Leanne just to see where they're at, so don't yell at me. Don't yell at me if you don't have your iGrill Mini yet. They could not have uh, gotten in product, so uh, that's why we call it pre-order. means they're not there yet. You're on the You're on the list. And for crying out loud, it was free. Relax. Little info on the product itself. iGrill is a Bluetooth-enabled cooking thermometer. And it pairs with your Apple or Android device using the free iGrill Pro app, which can be downloaded either in the iTunes App Store or the Google Play Store. You get about 200 feet of Bluetooth range, so you're able to monitor your food from practically anywhere in the house. Gives you the free time to do whatever you need to get done, and you get the assurance your food is being cooked perfectly You can watch the game, you can have a few beers, you can mow the lawn, whatever it is. iGrill's got your food covered. Now, with the regular iGrill, not the iGrill Mini, you have a dual probe capability, so you can monitor two different pieces of meat at once, or you can also measure the ambient temperature of your smoker or grill using the ambient temperature probe. That can be purchased at the iGrillInc.com store. Within the app, you can set minimum and maximum temperature settings. If your grill or smoker gets too hot or cold, the iDevice will alert you. You can enter promo code CENTRAL. Get 15% off your purchase at Igrilinkcom Don't forget anything over 50 bucks ships free. Again, that's Igrilink.com promo code central to get 15% off, or com or iDevices.com slash iGrill for the pre order of the iGrill Mini. Uh, we're back to wrap up the first hour right after this. Stick around, we'll be right back. Thanks again to Meathead Goldwyn for joining me this past uh, two segments, talking about Chinese barbecue and then uh, deconstructing the Pork Barrel Barbecue Top 25 Most Influential People in Barbecue of 2013. Fun and exciting, absolutely. AmazingRibs.com is his website. Uh, If you're looking to make some Chinese barbecue ribs, it's going to be getting cold out here in the Northeast again. And uh, maybe you're not up to it to uh, get out there and cook them on the grills or smokers or whatever you got. You want to do it on the inside, still have a little rib love, a little Asian or Chinese flair, amazingribs.com. Check out uh, the recipes he's got up there or email Meathead. He's always very accessible for everybody. Uh, We're going to step away here. We'll reload to the second hour. John Thomas is in. Scott Roberts is in. Your phone calls and emails are in you are listening to the barbecue central show right here on the barbecue central network stick around we'll be right back Happy to have you aboard here for the Really Big Barbecue Show. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Fine, how's it going?
2: <laughs> you have a great show, of a big fan. So what What? What seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the, in the crackle. Shabono, it's all about the shabono, dude.
0: Succulent fish, what? He ate 50 for wieners. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach
5: seeds. <laughs> we have
1: top men working on it right now.
0: Ooh, top? It's my yeah. Ooh, my it's my All right, just like that, we are into the second hour. <laughs> boom, boom. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, if you want to jump in by the way you're watching and listening to the barbecue Central Show right here on the barbecue Central network the bbq Central is the place you have found we talk about barbecue we talk about grilling here on this show it's a kind of fun and fantabulous type of a deal we do it every Tuesday between nine and eleven you can tell your friends about it you can check me out on the Facebook you can follow me on the Twitter at bbq central show we have a lot of fun out there thanks again to meathead Goldwyn for joining me basically in the first hour all together and uh having a great time talking a little chinese barbecue uh, i do humbly submit that uh you know the majority of people if tasked or asked about you know what do you consider barbecue and I could be one of the very, I can barely hear myself in my, uh, I can barely hear myself in my ears. with My little thing, I might be running a battery. I might be one of the only people that maybe has never had a Chinese rib in my life.
4: Get that big stuff out of here.
0: I can't remember having, uh, now I've had, you know, like the little strips of pork that are in like pork fried rice or... You know, my favorite thing on the Chinese buffet, ladies and gentlemen, not only is it the free, very meager, crappy crab legs, which I'll still eat F load of, I will eat crab legs like you won't believe. I will eat the ass out of crab rangoon and pay for it later. You know what I mean, ladies and gentlemen. Uh-oh. Does anybody else love the crab rangoon? I love me some crab rangoon. Give me some of that. Give me some uh, beef and broccoli. I'm to town like you wouldn't believe. God. And it's been a minute since I've been to Chinese Buffet. Email me what your favorite vittle on the Chinese Buffet is. And of course, you have all of the stale desserts that look so tempting until you actually load up your plate and you get back to wherever it is you're sitting and realize that uh, those desserts were probably also left out uh, the night before last year. <laughs>
4: Step
0: out of here. Boy, they look great. And you know the banana pudding is always the worst. It's like the worst fake banana taste ever on the face of the earth. Yeah, that's right. Visit AmazingRibs.com, get his recipes, try it out. Especially, as I said, we're going to be coming into yet another uh, clipper. Adam Pace, you're right. This is my second favorite thing aside from Crab Rangoon. General So's Chicken, or Sow, or TSO, or however you say Adam is absolutely correct with that. Thanks for joining in, Adam. Thanks for thanks for participating in the show, Adam. Uh, still to come in about 11 minutes from now, John Thomas from Grilling 24-7 closing the show with me tonight. Uh, Scott Roberts from scottrobertsweb.com. On the show next week, we mentioned him in the 2013 Top 25 People. I mentioned him as somebody that should have been on. Uh, Mike McLeod from MMA will visit. Talk 2014 Sam's Club series. You know, I had heard a rumor from a very connected bird that the Sam's Club was kind of uh, in, in a... It wasn't in a bad way, but I don't think there was... It was known right off the bat if they were going to be continuing on with the Sam's Club series or whatever the case, uh, but there was some question if it was actually going to get uh, re-signed for, but uh, this one signed, sealed, and delivered. And we'll talk to Mike about that, see if there was perhaps any Jeopardy or if that was just all rumor mill stuff that uh, got thrown up against the wall and did not stick. And we will also be able to talk to Mike about the KCBS banquet, which will be taking place, uh, is it this weekend? Something like that. Uh, Jason also loves general style chicken with pork fry rye love me some fry rye love it and egg roll pork egg roll love it give me a number 5 please I'll take number 5 also coming up on the show next week a monthly contributor to the show Robin Lindars adds to the good looking quotient you know aside from me Neat Neat had said I was better looking than he was, so I must be uh, damn sexy. Let me ask you this question. Hold on a second. I got another email coming in tonight. Uh, Is that, uh, I only have your, I think it's Matt, Matt Bauer. Wonton soup. Man, I love me some good wonton. Man, my daughters and wife love, love the wonton soup. Even on takeout, we'll get the big, huge, plastic, non-recyclable container of wonton soup. That thing is so heavy-duty. That container is so heavy-duty. You can, like, reuse that bad boy for pretty much anything. You need to have a a reuse on that thing? No problem. You can uh, store meat. You can store nuclear waste in that thing. doesn't matter. The other thing that I really appreciate, at least for my... Chinese restaurant uh, and uh, holler to Hundred Flower in Willowick, Ohio, on the Lakeshore Boulevards. They uh, take corrugated cardboard and put it in the bottom of the brown paper bag. By the way, a Chinese takeout, still probably one of the few places that use brown paper bag. You know, most everybody has gone to the plastic Uh, the plastic bags like you get at the grocery store. But Chinese takeout, uh, still at least in Wycliffe, Ohio, or Willowick, Ohio, is using, they cut out the corrugated cardboard, probably from uh, boxes that they're getting supplies in, to reinforce the bottom for extra heavy roads of rice. Uh, Katie Rempe, my sister, weighing in, saying beef romaine. Yeah. Yeah, not only Katie, but my uh, middle daughter, Madison, love beef romaine. Loves it. Loves it. All right, folks, let me ask you a question. During this uh, tremendous cold snap that many of us experienced, you would recall uh, last week I said that we were, uh, it was negative 10 degrees out when I was doing the show. Uh, With wind chill, it was like 15, uh, I'm sorry, it was 30, 30 below zero with wind chill. Well, uh cold weather makes people do weird things for instance woman attempts to warm minivan with charcoal and guess what happened nothing good uh really should come to no shock to anyone but for the oh where, where did i go where'd it go oh now hold on a damn minute hold on a damn minute Uh, Here we go. Uh, Really shouldn't come as a shock to anyone, but for the record, let's just say it's usually a pretty bad idea to set charcoal fire under your car. A Wisconsin woman did just that and set her 2007 Dodge Caravan on fire even better. She lives in an area named after a burning torch. The Ledoux Flambeau woman was trying to start her minivan in some really awful temperatures around 23 below Fahrenheit, and after removing her battery and warming it indoors... She decided to warm the engine block with a charcoal fire. So here you got a lady that's, well, you know, pretty smart, taking the battery out, bringing it indoors, and then goes right from being pretty smart to being the stupidest person ever and starting a charcoal fire underneath the car. The inevitable fire started with the underside of the bumper quickly spread to all deliciously flammable bits of rubber under the hood and around the engine bay, causing the local news says it's about $1,000 worth of damage. But... Uh, as the writer of this article would say, it has to be way more than $1,000. I mean, somebody bumps into you in the back bumper, and you're in at least 1500 Uh The writer continues, still looks like way more than $1,000 of damage to him. Those plastic bumper covers alone aren't cheap. Uh, so once again, we all know it's cold. We all get desperate. But please, folks, remember this. And if you're watching on uh, the video, look at this lady who has ruined her car. If it's a public service announcement you want, it's a public service announcement you will get. Don't, please, don't build fires underneath your car to heat the warming block. It's the worst idea.
4: Get that big stuff out of here.
0: It's the worst idea ever. Um, cars not meant to be um, have. Cars are not meant to have fires lit under them. Uh, especially near gas tanks. It's just not. It's a bad idea all the way around. Always a bad idea. Remember this. Much like if you are going to start a sentence with the words, and these would be the first two words out of your mouth, and I had a boss that used to do this them are. If you're ever going to start a sentence with the words them are, immediately stop. It is incorrect.
4: Get that, get stuff out of here. It is
0: incorrect. Never start a sentence with the words them are and never start a fire underneath your car to warm up the blocks <laughs> i mean no never never not one justifiable reason to do it. all right gang let me talk to you quickly about tasty licks barbecue supply trusted online retailer and longtime supporter of this show just spoke to fred uh, a couple days ago and uh, he's like greg please tell everybody about the same stuff i'm telling you to talk about every week okay what's that about Kamado Joe Cookers? How about Meadow Creek Cookers? How about spices, sauces, accessories? Many items, most of these items, in stock, ready to ship to you directly. Have you been looking for Oak Ridge Brines and Rubs? Have you been looking for the complete line of Plowboys rubs and sauces? How about the Smoke on Wheels products? Tasty Licks has them all, and of course you know by now that Tasty Licks, your big green egg headquarters, including many items for the egg, you can't get anywhere else. And these big green egg parts are in stock, ready to ship to you directly also tasty licks barbecue supply carrying harry sue's rub and is your competition headquarters as well all the supplies for competition teams pans in different sizes aluminum trays gloves thermometers turn-in boxes for practice make it your one-stop shop for your team tasty licks bbq.com is the place to go and don't forget they also have the big heavy hitters of injection to include butcher's barbecue they have the barbecue guru products and all of their associated accessories Tasty looks as a Green Mountain Pellet Grill dealer. And Fred says, when he's on the show a bunch of times, you know, he does a lot of classes for the general public as well. Uh, He teaches most of them. He'll do the pizza classes. He does the backyard barbecue stuff. He'll teach people how to do some competition stuff as well. But then, of course, a couple times a year, he's pulling the biggest names off the competition trail to make the jaunt down to Tropical Shillington, Pennsylvania, to do the uh, cooking classes that are so very popular anymore these days. Uh, You can visit TastyLicksBBQ.com to get the complete lowdown of classes that are going to be taking place. And you can also go over there to try out the Tasty Licks line of rubs and sauces. Be sure to try. They're very good. Uh, When you order, drop Fred a line that you heard about him here on this show. Let him know that the support of the show is appreciated. You're going to appreciate him right back by ordering some great stuff. If you do pizza on your big green eggs and your ceramic cookers, get that, like, super pimped-out pizza stuff. Super ceramic, I think it's called. Google uh, Kamado Joe pizza. See that it won't crack. Like two thousand degrees. Get it. It's worth it. Seventy bucks. Drop in the buck. All right. uh, We're back with John Thomas. Right after this. Stick around. We are back 877 448 Greg at the bbq CentralShow.com is the uh, place to go and If you want to jump in tonight Via email uh, My first guest in the second hour A very successful blogger You can find him by visiting Grilling24x7 That's X Grilling24x7.com A first timer to this show Excited to have him on Let's go ahead and race over the hotline and welcome in John Thomas to the show. John, how are you, buddy? How are you doing, buddy? Doing absolutely fabulous, John. Appreciate you making time for the show tonight. And, uh, you know, to start, I guess, I uh, actually met John in person at the uh, very first Kingsford Invitational in the middle of nowhere, Missouri. Uh, John, recount me the uh, highlights and lowlights, uh, now uh, almost two years Away from that event, uh, for me, the highlight, of course, the Budweiser tour and luncheon, hands down. Uh, but as you reflect back on that, the Kingsford Invitational inaugural event, uh, some some great things that you liked and some things you thought could have been tweaked right off the bat.
2: Well, let's see. I think the thing I liked the best was, as you pointed out, the Budweiser stuff. I mean, they treated us uh, they treated us pretty well. I remember the uh, Budweiser chefs were making all these meals and pairing it with, you know, surprisingly just the Budweisers and other types of beers that I normally wouldn't have gone for. I thought that I thought they really treated us well in that respect. Uh, it was also great to have, you know, some of the samples straight from the uh you know, the competition teams. That was you know, you can't beat that. Um, I don't know if there's any low lights. I mean what could be what could be bad about you know, tons of beer, tons of barbecue, hanging out with you guys, that was pretty good. I guess the only negative would be we you know, they didn't invite us all back next year.
0: Well, I agree with that for sure. Um I I'll, I'll throw out this low light maybe you forgot about it the 4 hour transit bus ride to the oh. middle of nowhere
2: Yeah yeah that was bad That was a couple years ago I tend to block out the yeah. uh block out the negative like that but that was bad now, that was a really long bus ride after a really long day of a lot of eating and a lot going on and like, think well, all we wanted to do was be done with the day, and here we took a what four-hour wrong turn.
0: <laughs> yeah, four-hour. Yeah, couldn't back up, couldn't uh, twirl around. Uh, but as John Dawson uh, quickly reminds me every time I mention that, he's like, "Well, you know, we only had like four cases of beer on the bus, so that's true." You know, however that's long,
2: true. That bus was stopped, See? right when you leave at the Budweiser oh. facility, you're going to have a stop
0: it. bus absolutely no doubt about it And john always trying to find like the silver linings that's what i like about john dawson from patio daddy all right uh john so let's uh, talk about you here just for a second if the people aren't familiar with grilling 24 com, a little background about you and uh, is this you know live fire uh, grilling thing that you're into something that you have uh, been around did you grow up with a family that like to do this or is this something that has become more of an affinity for you later in life
2: Yeah, hey, i think it came later in life um I mean, I've always enjoyed—I've always enjoyed food, always enjoyed eating. But the cooking kind of came—the cooking kind of came after school. I was, um, you know, always interested in science, doing all that kind of stuff uh, all through school. And I think it was just natural to go right into cooking. Uh, I came about it a little late in life, I guess. But you know, cooking is science. There's tinkering, there's measuring, there's experimenting. You know, especially when you try to add some fire, fire, meat, all that stuff. I'm—I'm I'm totally on board. So. Um, you know, part of the tinkering is I just started writing HTML one ta- one day. I was like, look at this. I can make the computer screen green. You know, I was just so basic. And then all of a, all of a sudden I started learning tables and, you know, writing, writing a blog. And, uh, you know, then food, for, then I found out about food photography and then the grilling and just everything just, you know, exponentially went up. So, um, so basically, as you, as you pointed out, I mean, I write a food blog. I try to keep it basic. I try to keep it with, um, you know, simple recipes that people can follow. Um, you just need some basic charcoal grilling skills. I, I focus on charcoal. You know, if you can do direct heat cooking, indirect heat cooking, you should be able to follow anything I do, uh, especially the, you know, getting into... I, I do a little smoking on, on the website, but I think most of, it is, most of it's focused on grilling.
0: Now, you're also a... Uh, what do they call it? The Kingsford VIP uh, blogger. So uh, you go to grilling.com, and then you're going to see uh, some of your entries. Like, How does that whole uh, deal work with you in Kingsford?
2: Well, I think um, I think good old Clint, uh, the editor, he um, he just scours the website, my website, uh, sees what he likes, and you know takes some of it, and you know rewrites a little bit of it, you know shoot us an email and say we need this, we need that. Do you guys have any recipes for you know grilled avocado or something crazy like that? And then we come up with it, and you know see what see what happens. And next thing you know, it's on Kingsford's site.
0: All right, so let me ask you about you said avocado. Of course, avocado is synonymous with a little thing which I love called the guacamole. <laughs> Yes. And uh, back on July fourteenth, twenty thirteen, and I'm showing a picture of it right now. You have a bacon guacamole burger. So is this yes. something where it, it was just like you said? They, uh, Clint, was like, "Hey, we need something for a for an avocado," and you were struck with some passion and some vision.
2: Well, no, that one wasn't through for that wasn't through, Clint. I think I just came up with that one because. I was in this big uh, guacamole kick, you know, who doesn't like guacamole, and I I must have saw somewhere, you know, hey, put it on a, uh, put it on a burger, because, you know, part of what I was saying was, I like to keep things simple, so if you look at that recipe, it's literally, you make a guacamole, you put some bacon on, you have a nicely seasoned, well-cooked burger, Well, those simple flavors, oh, I mean, they just work so well together, especially if you present it right, and, you know, you have a toasted roll, and things like that, it's just, you can really make something special if you have simple ingredients, if you just put them all together right. So that's kind of what I'm focused on.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, you know, as I'm coming to to read about the blog a little bit more, and, of course, I follow you on Twitter, and I'm always interested to see what you're saying, but there, there seems to be a theme with the uh, Grilling 24-7 blog and your vision, which is, you know, not to get, to get like, too super intricate where it's going to be you have to be like at a certain level in order to participate with you. It's simple stuff. It's not a lot of ingredients or if there are a lot of ingredients, they're not super hard to find or to, uh, incorporate into the recipe, but it's like doing a little something extra with the simpleness to raise it up another level. Like you just said, a toasting a bun instead of just leaving it untoasted.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. I, um, I, I actually, I just posted a couple of weeks ago. I had a, a jerked uh, chicken wing recipe, and it was kind of odd to write it up because I think there was like 20 ingredients. <laughs> I usually don't do things like that, but I, you know, the orange juice and it was this intense uh, jerk marinade that has some fantastic flavors in it. But I was looking at it, you know, thinking I like to keep things simple, and here I'm entering in. Let's see, what's this? The 12th ingredient, 13th ingredient. So yeah, simple. Simple is always better, but you know, you have to have the the basics. You have to know your temperature of the grill. You have to know how to cook on the grill. Otherwise, the simple just becomes kind of, you know, average. That's why toasting the roll, I think. I mean, you can't, I can talk for, for 25 minutes about toasting a roll, and I can see that at tailgates. You go, let's, say, let's say you have a tailgate, and it's 20 degrees outside, and you've got this, um, you know, let's say you, um, you have all these burgers, they're on a hot, hot grill, and you've got... Uh, you know, bacon and cheddar melted all over them, and then you put it on a 20-degree roll, right? That roll will be sitting outside. (laughs) I mean, that just ruins the whole thing, you know? And I don't even want the burger at that point. So you've got to put that roll on there, toast it up. And, I, you know, one thing that I even do, I'll even, I'll grill the burgers, and I'll take them off the grill. Then I'll toast the buns. I'll get those off the grill. Then I'll use an aluminum, you know, one of those aluminum baking tins. I'll assemble all the burgers, put everything back on the grill, and that way you, you have a entire, you have a warm burger from, you know, everything's warming at the same time. So when you're giving that to somebody, they're having a, uh, you know, they're holding it in their hand. It's warm. It's steaming from every, all throughout. Things like that are what I try to, uh, you know, write about over and over again.
0: John Thomas Grilling twenty four seven. The website grilling twenty four seven dot com. That's grilling twenty four and then X and then seven all in a row dot com. I'm saying that right? Is it tw- grilling twenty four? Yeah, yeah okay. um, That's how I
2: say it. You know, I've always thought about that. Some people say twenty four by seven. When I say it out loud, I say twenty four seven. But there's yeah. an X in there. I think people get that.
0: Yeah, twenty four x seven dot com. If we're phonetically spelling it out for the lames in the audience, uh, John, how did the blog like start? Uh, well. I mean, you kind of gave us a little background on that, but when did you start it? How long have you been doing it?
2: I believe around 2008, 2009. And, you know, it's funny because I just accumulate these recipes. I don't take old stuff down. So if you go deep on there, on the right, you'll see I have a photo recipe archive. There's probably over 100 recipes buried in there somewhere. If you find some of the old 2009 stuff, I mean, the photography was terrible. I had no idea what I was doing with camera. And uh, it's really changed over the years because I've really focused on light and shadow and things like that. I've really learned a lot about photography. So over the years, it's changed. But I would say, you know, five years or so ago, I was just, uh, you know, I thought it was cool to take photos of the grill. And I really enjoyed, uh, you know, cooking all this fun stuff. Weekends would come and it would turn into a happy hour that involved, uh, hey, what are we going to throw on the grill? And, hey, let's take pictures of it. You know, I just had fun with it.
0: John Thomas joining me here on the show. John, is that some of the biggest uh, evolvements that you've seen over the life of the blog? Is it uh, the picture-taking or maybe learning about stuff that you didn't really anticipate having to know about or maybe realizing it was fun? You know, when I look at the really popular food blogs that are out there, a Grill Girl, John Dawson's blog, yours, a Meathead's, I mean, you guys all take your own pictures, and it looks like, uh, you've hired some type of a professional to come in the lighting is always great it's always like super sexy and the lighting is perfect and uh, this is all stuff that you guys have learned on your own to kind of set yourselves apart from the run of the mill bs out there right
2: i guess i mean, i guess so thank you i mean i um yeah i do all the all the photography um you know maybe every once in a while i'll hand the camera over to my wife if i've got uh you know hey take a picture of me cutting this raw piece of meat you know what i mean so she can she can handle that but uh, you know all the finished product stuff, where the stuff's all styled out. Yeah, I've just picked that up over time. I mean, a few years ago, I took a. Um, I mean, I don't even want. I don't want even want to talk like I'm one of the better photographers out there in terms of grilling photography because there's some fantastic guys out there. But uh, you know, a couple years ago, I took a um, a photography course at a local community college just to see if I could up my game a little bit, and it was really comical because I'm sitting there with all these. Um, you know, it was an interesting, diverse group of people, and, and their pro- their homework and their projects. You know, they're taking pictures of kids. You're seeing pictures of kids on swing sets and stuff. And I'd come in with a uh, you know big pork shoulder. they like, Well, what is that? i like, Oh, it's a 12 pound pork shoulder. See how I'm trying to take a picture of the bone being pulled out? You know, they, they thought I was a total lunatic, which I really am. But it was uh, it was kind of amusing to uh, compare what I was coming in with compared to uh, you know the typical person at a uh, at a photography class.
0: John Thomas joining me here on the show. John, have you ever considered at some point maybe uh getting into uh another medium with the with incorporation of the blog. So obviously you got the writing down, you have the cooking down, you have the recipe part down. Obviously you're taking very good pictures. You ever thought about uh, starting your own podcast or getting into some, you know, more uh, video rich type things to get more content on?
2: You know, I I've thought about it and it comes down to what I'm trying to get out of this. I mean, this is just fun for me, you know. I mean, it, it's it's fun to be to have it, you know, get popular, and you know, you're getting contacted by all these companies wanting to send you stuff and all that stuff. And it's fun. But what what I really like is, I like sitting down. Uh, you know, the weekend comes, and I uh, you know look at some of the photos I've got. And I'm like, hey, let's see. What can I? How can I write this up? You know, it's kind of like I I get into this little world of. You know, my little banter comes out, and the next thing you know, I'm resizing the photos and adjusting the light. and It's kind of like I just escape into this little world. You know, I'm not really a video guy. If you notice, I really have none. So that's really not my thing. I really like the photography, the writing aspect of it. So I'm perfectly content keeping it like that. So this is just kind of the thing that I tend to go to.
0: So as I said, I'm looking at the site, and I see there's a bunch of recipes and that's well uh, thought out and how you kind of lay out step-by-step step for everybody. But we have a huge uh, football game coming up here sooner than later, and uh, there was a couple recipes that I wanted to ask you about specifically, and uh, I think these would be really good options uh, for people to at least attempt if you're going to be holding some type of a Super Bowl party. And the first thing, you know, I love gyros. Uh, when I was at OU going down, uh, that's Ohio University for uh, people who don't know, not Oklahoma because uh, I'm from Ohio. One of the best Euro hole-in-the-wall little places ever on the face of the earth. You have this thing called Bratwurst Euro. What is it about, and how do you put it together?
2: Well, that's you know that's interesting. Now, I'm glad you said Euro, because as I write this, in my mind, I just say gyro. <laughs> oh, no. But you know, I don't know how you're supposed to say it, but as a writing, it doesn't matter. But I'm glad you said that. So I'm going to say what? Euro. Y- there we go. Um I've always, you know, it all started, I was, you know, I'm, everybody's a good fan of, everybody's a big fan of Good Eats, and I'm try, I'm watching Alton Brown, and I, he had this phenomenal, you know, lamb mixture on a rotisserie spinning, and I thought, oh, I've got to do that, you know. Well, I, where I live, I mean, I live in a near a major city, Baltimore. I've had a, a lot of trouble finding ground lamb. So much trouble, in fact, that I gave up. I couldn't find it. So on my to-do list was, I, I want to make these heroes. So, you know thinking about it like is is there any way to do this? and then the guys at Johnsonville they posted a um a recipe called a uh, a euro sub and they had a bratwurst with um, you know some feta and this cucumber based sauce called it tzatziki sauce. and I thought, well wow, they did the sub and all they have to do is slice it differently and put it on a pita and you've really got yourself a um a simple 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 euro so the way I did this was you just simply grill brats. I mean, the typical, typical bratwurst. No, no need for beer flavored or anything like that. Just typical brat. Cook it, let it come, bring it inside and cool it. You want to slice it lengthwise. And that's a little hard sh- to show while I'm on the phone. But, you know, you slice it the, the long way. so you have these long slivers. Well, if you look at that bratwurst, it kind of has the consistency. It has the look of that authentic lamb mix, right? It has that, it has that look. So you slice that up. You sit it on a warmed pita. You put some sliced onions, some tomato, and then you make up a uh, – you can either make it or you can buy it. I mean, it's, it's, no, it's up to you, this cucumber-based sauce. Well, this is a pretty darn good representation of a, of a gyro, if you ask me. Now, if you're going to go up to a Greek guy and say, hey, what do you think of this? They're going to laugh in your face. But if you can't find lamb, this is the most simplistic – everybody can grill a brat, right? It's the most easy-to-do way to get a, to get a, a, a gyro. So, excuse me, gyro.
0: I'll let it slide this time, John. I'm okay, um, showing time. the pictures of it here uh, as we're talking from your website, and it uh, it does look incredibly simple but incredibly tasty. And uh, people in my family are huge fans of that uh, cucumber cream sauce that go on the euros as well. Uh, I love so it, yeah. looks absolutely fantastic. Um, the other thing that I wanted to ask you about, you know. Something huge for any party, doesn't have to be Super Bowl for me, it can be anything, is a Buffalo Chicken Dip. And you kind of stepped it up a notch with this Buffalo Chicken Fatty recipe. Where did you come up with this one?
2: Yeah, this is, this is really, I, I really like this. And in fact, I, I, was, I was reading over this uh, a couple days ago, and I thought, I've got to do this this weekend. So everybody's done these, um, these fatties, right? You get, through, you get your smoker, and you, and you buy this, um, what's it, like one of those big logs of breakfast sausage, and you smoke that, and that's your fatty. And then people have taken it up a couple notches by wrapping it in bacon weaves and doing all these exotic things. Yep. So, you know, I think they made the news being called bacon explosions yeah. and things like that. Well, this is a, a pretty cool modification on that. So basically, you make this um, bacon weave. So you've got to Google how to do that. that that's, uh, to be honest, I had to ask my wife how to make the weave for the longest time, but I think <laughs> I finally got it now. So you make this bacon weave, and then you take about two or three very large, boneless, skinless chicken breasts, and you pound them flat. So you get a nice, even, thin Ooh. consistency. And then on top of that pounded flat chicken breast, you put some sautéed garlic, some hot sauce, some blue cheese crumbles, and some Ooh. Parmesan cheese. Yeah. Well, then you finagle that, or you, you know, if you're clever, you can do it on top of the bacon weave. You put all that, ch- that chicken, the flat mixture, on top of this bacon weave, and you roll it up. And then you smoke it. And maybe an hour and a half, two hours later, it's going to be done. You start brushing it with either a barbecue sauce or a hot sauce, and you've got this—you know—it looks like a torpedo that's in a a bacon weave, and on the inside is just this rolled, thinly pounded chicken with a blue cheese, garlic, hot well, sauce mixture. It's out of control. It's really good.
0: I mean, perfect for the Super Bowl, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And it's not that—it's not that hard to do. I mean. You know, we we can throw it on the smoker because we're fortunate enough to have one. But I'm I'm guaranteed that this would be fantastic in an oven. You know, it would it would work either way.
0: All right, so maybe not your traditional Super Bowl food, but uh, kind of ending it here. The how to make your own homemade McDonald's uh, Big Mac, which looks absolutely fantastic. I love me some Big Mac from McDonald's, by the way.
2: Well, if you if you love if you love yourself some Big Macs, you you got to try this because you know I'm not going to insult the fast food chain, but you could imagine. When you do this at home, I mean, it's it's 10 times better. It's, yep. it's out of control. And part of the reason is because, as we said, you know, when we first started talking, you're taking attention, to, you're paying attention to every single detail. So uh, you just go, I'll just talk a little bit about this Big Mac, how we, how this gets assembled. You, you know, you make a, um, a very small, it's about an eighth-pound burger patty. So you smash a bunch of these. You know, I say smash because I put them in one of those burger, you know, the burger smash things. I measure out about an eighth. Uh, and eight, eight pounds so oh, I said yeah smash that down you make a bunch of these little burger patties Sit them to the side then you buy a the key here is you got to you've got to get 3 pieces of the sesame seed bun right so you need a, a tall you got to be clever in the in the supermarket you got to find a very tall uh, sesame seed bun one where you can cut either the top or bottom in half uh-huh. and that's how you get that third that third piece. If you absolutely can't find a tall one, you could always use two bottoms, but I kind of like the idea of cutting it in half better. Uh, you're going to dice up some really fine some white diced white onions, dice up some simple iceberg lettuce, and get some cheddar cheese. And then I've got a recipe on the website it's very simple to make this Big Mac sauce. It's literally uh, some Miracle Whip, some, some uh, sweet relish, some French dressing, sugar, pepper, and a little bit of onion. It's so simple. You mix it up to make it the night before. So right there is all the preparation. Uh, then you just head right to the grill. You grill the uh, the grill burgers. And as I said before, you get them, get them right off the grill. Put them in one of those aluminum tin style things. Then you, gr- you, got, you have to grill these, uh, the rolls. You have to toast them. Toast the buns and get them right off there. Then you bring everything inside. You can actually be done with the grill if you want, and then you start assembling it. I don't know if you remember that sauce, but the, the excuse me, if you remember that song with the uh,
0: yeah, two all the, beef yeah. patty special sauce, yeah. lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions <laughs> on a sesame seed bun. No, Absolutely, I don't remember. Absolutely,
2: you nailed it. Well, yeah. that's pretty much what you're saying when you're um, when you're when you're doing the order of operations. You you spread. I've got the pictures there. You got the pictures up on the screen. I see. Yep. You a uh, big dollop of sauce on each of the bottom pieces. You put onions everywhere, lettuce everywhere, cheese on the bottom, some pickles on top. You put the burgers on each one, and you stack up that sandwich. And you are now not ready to serve that. This step is, I, is the most crucial. Put those Big Macs in the microwave. Wow. Them, hit them for like twenty five thirty seconds. So I do like a group of five or six of them at a time, and this is essentially it melts everything. It melts your cheese. It gets the sauce. It gets everything hot and comes together. And this Big Mac will it'll it'll just knock your socks off. It's fantastic. Yep. And if you if you wonder how I know that, I uh, I worked at McDonald's when I was fifteen. So about twenty some years ago, I was throwing Big Macs into a McDonald's or excuse me excuse me in, in a uh, in a microwave. And I don't think they do that anymore. <laughs> if you look back, if you look back at a McDonald's, they're not using these these
4: no,
0: It's all made to order anymore.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Hey, no more uh, microwave. No more that? hot that slides or anything like that with the numbers sitting behind it. Knowing when you got to throw everything out, forget about it. It's all uh, you know made to order anymore. Forget
2: it. Yeah, it's made to order. And sometimes the cheese won't even be melted. And I'm sorry, yeah. you can't do that. You yeah. got it. You got to have your cheese melted, right? You got to have the sauce warm. You want the whole thing warm. I mean, these are these are my pet peeves. This is why I can't go out to eat.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. I agree with John Thomas. Uh, he is the creator of Grilling Twenty Four Seven, the website Grilling Twenty Four Seven dot com. That's Twenty Four X Seven dot com. John, really appreciate you. Uh, really appreciate you coming on tonight, man. Thanks for doing it.
2: Yeah, no problem. It was fun.
0: All right, there he is, John Thomas. Again, the website Grilling Twenty Four uh, Seven, Grilling Twenty Four X Seven dot com. If you want to uh, check him out and see what he is up to. Lots of great recipes and advice and all that uh, all that stuff. That could be a recurring guest right there. Very good. Get on the mic. Click the thing on the side. Oh, yeah, there you go. Say hi. Hi. Here, do this read for me. No, talk about, actually, get on the microphone. Talk about our friend uh, Stephen DeFranco. What do we know about Steven?
4: He sells jewelry.
0: Yeah, Steven selling jewelry to uh, all sorts of people, right? Yeah. For instance, uh, like, what are some of the things that we've uh, gotten from Steve? Earrings and? and rings and bracelets. Yes. And he loves to barbecue and grill, right?
4: Oh yeah, he likes to barbecue. And yeah. Grill. So
0: he not only is he uh, somebody that loves to. A barbecue and grill but he is somebody that is looking to take care of the barbecue community right yep so you go to his website com, okay or you call his number which is what 440 943 2700 and when uh somebody answers the phone if it's not steve who are you asking for when you uh, call what the hell was that the damn cat ruining everything who are you asking for Greg. Oh, you're asking for Steve DeFranco. You're calling Steve's store. Well, Funny girl. You
4: just. Uh.
0: All right. Once you find out what you want from the website, call Steve. Uh, ask for him directly. Uh, say, I want to talk with Steve. 440-943-2700. Hmm? 440-943-2700. He will make sure that you are outfitted with uh, whatever it is that you need. And uh, you will be very happy with the products. Um, you know, Steve is like no, he's not pressure sales guy, right? Get up on the microphone. What have I taught you people? Yes. Right? Uh. And he's not going to make you buy something that you don't want, right? Yep. Is he going to make suggestions about some things that uh, might fit your needs or uh, elicit the reaction that you want? Yes. Of course he is, because he knows what he's doing. Uh, Steven DeFranco, again, the website, stevendefranco.com, that's D-I. F-R-A-N-C-O, stephendefranco.com, or you can uh, give him a call at 440-943-2700. We are back with Scott Roberts right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. <laughs> Jerky beast. <laughs> like everything.
3: Get in the smoke. Call 877 448 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg rampy
0: All right, we are back. 877-448-0433. Greg at TheBBQCentralShow.com. Uh-oh. What the hell just happened there? He was there and now he's gone. What the hell? All right. Uh, helping me close the show out tonight, a friend of mine, a monthly contributor to this show, and the official sauce and rub reviewer of the Barbecue Central Show, Scott Roberts, is, uh, well, no, not joining me here on this show. Well, I'll show you right there. See, he ain't there. He ain't there.
5: Hey, gal.
0: Is my, uh, I look to be all right here. Let me uh, quickly go to desktop. Is he calling in? All right, he's calling. Heaven forbid something work out all the time.
5: Scott, how are you? Oh, pretty good. Uh, What happened to the video? Can you see me? Mm,
0: No, I can't see you.
5: Yeah, I had a little message. You know, there was an internet connection problem, so I didn't. Know what was going
0: on? What is that? Can you uh, can you turn your video back on?
5: Uh, I could sure try. Yeah, I, give it a, give unless it you a want account. to give me a call right back.
0: All right, is I'll it? give you a call right back. Don't tempt me to hang up on somebody. I will immediately. Uh, yeah, there we go. All right. Can you see like me there now, There's Scott? Beautiful. Hi there. Happy New Year, Scott.
5: Well, same to you,
0: Greg. Thank How's you. everything going with you? Everything is great. Uh, I, I think. Well couple things. Uh, For the 2014 resolution, I have uh, now quit the chat room so I don't get lost in the uh, the, 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 the dronings on of the centralites, which is very easy to do because they talk about stuff that uh, grabs my attention away from my guests, which is not fair to my guests. So I said, this year I'm going to uh, make a full uh, resolution to my guests by uh, attending to their every need during the course of the segment. Even though from time to time they do uh, sprinkle in some really good, like, one off questions. Um, but uh, that's it. You know, otherwise, uh, working through any technical issues with the new studio setup, so on and so forth. You know how it is. Uh, what's happening? Well, it
5: seems to be like working pretty good.
0: Yeah, well, tonight seems to be all right. I haven't gotten any emails saying that I'm off the air or that I'm frozen or that I suck or that I'm ugly. Well, wait, I have gotten the ones that say I'm ugly. <laughs> Scott, what's uh, what's new in the world of uh, hot peppers, chilies, and other such stuff? It's ScottRobertsWeb.com. Uh,
5: it's probably been a little bit of, uh, a time since we last talked. There has been a new official world's hottest pepper. Oh, oh whatever it was. M- months ago, I predicted that uh, uh, we wouldn't have a new Guinness champion for some time. Well, I was actually wrong this time, and the new world's hottest is the. Excuse me, I'm just kind of getting over some sickness here, so my voice is a little scratchy. It's called the Smokin' Ed's Carolina Reaper Pepper. Smokin' Ed's
0: Carolina Reaper Pepper. Well, what was the other one? The Balut the Jalokia Scorpion Ghost the Scorpion was the last one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, uh, how does... How is this newest, hottest one made? Do they uh, mate strings of different really super hot peppers together to make a new super pepper or what?
5: Essentially, that's what they do. They take the hottest ones of the different variations that are out there. Now, this one is not very much different from all the other scorpion peppers. I know genetically you can find little differences, and I'm not really an expert when it comes to that. Uh, I tasted it. As a matter of fact, it was probably about a year and a half ago when I first tasted it. They were trying to submit it to Guinness. And uh, it it is indeed a very hot pepper, very similar in taste to the other scorpion peppers. Me, if I was blindfolded, I probably couldn't tell the difference.
0: Yeah, because it's really effing hot, right? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, once it gets to a certain point, it's just hot, and there's probably, uh, well, I mean, can you still taste, like, uh, floral or flavor notes when it's still, like, racing off? You
5: actually can, yeah. And different peppers, of course, have the different types of heat. Some are immediate, some... Choose something, and you will get eh, just kind of a general vegetable-like flavor to it. Then you'll get the floral notes, the bitterness. If it has a type of apricot flavor, kind of undertones, sometimes that's a little delayed, sometimes you can eat. But then by that time, the heat rushes full force and your mouth is on fire.
0: Yeah, Scott, kill your camera because we're starting to slow down again. Okay. All right. Save some okay. bandwidth. Here. All right, so let's transition over to uh, some of this uh, stuff that you come on to the show for. you, The official sauce and rub reviewer of the show, and the first item that we have tonight is a, a thing called Suckle Buster's Clucker Dust Barbecue Rub. Now, I'm no uh, uh, pontificator, but I would imagine this might have something to do with like a poultry rub.
5: Exactly, yeah. Uh, of course, the nature of poultry means simply that— A lot of things can go with it. And it really depends on your particular taste. You know, I like a lot of sweet things with a little bit of spiciness and savoriness thrown in there. Other people, they're just all out for the savoriness and the umami. I think this one strikes a really good balance between everything, has quite a bit of a sugary flavor to it. Um, But it is full force with the umami, savoriness. You get the garlic. You get all kinds of other spices, and it's just a really good – not only a barbecue seasoning, but it's one of those things that can kind of double as an all-purpose kitchen seasoning to a certain extent. It's not something you can just sprinkle on any type of vegetable or bread or popcorn. It does have its limitations, but it is pretty versatile for something that the creator of this, Dan Arnold of Suckle Busters, he intended it to be specifically for chicken.
0: Now, Dan has been in the, I mean, I knew Dan when he originally got into the game with the Suckle Buster's original seasoning. And I think from all accounts, he has very good, very popular uh, award-winning rubs uh, to a large degree. Uh, As far as a price and quantity where you get it, uh, what do you know about that?
5: Okay. Uh, it comes in several different size containers uh, that, that people want to try. They can get a four-ounce shaker bottle for five ninety nine dollars 99 over at SuckleBusters.com. Of course, pay for shipping. I'd say it's definitely worth it. And the rating I would give for this is somewhere between a backyard griller
0: and a top-ten car. All right. So uh, definitely worth so, the try, for sure.
5: Yeah, so, so it's around three-and-a-half stars out of five. All right. So it's a, it's a good product.
0: Uh, the next one up, that was, by the way, the Suckle Busters Cluckerdust Barbecue Rub. They can be found at SuckleBusters.com. Uh, Dan Arnold, a very good guy, by the way. Uh, Chef Dean Martin's Spicy Asian Barbecue Sauce and Marinade. Now, look, uh, Scott, I thought Dean Martin was dead. He's still pumping out products like crazy. Apparently, yes. He's
5: reincarnated wow. as someone. No, this, this, of course, this is a separate Dean Martin. And... It, For what I know, he's very shy when it comes to the internet and publicity. I met him at the Fiery Food Show out in Albuquerque probably about four years ago. Very nice guy. Very talented chef. He knows his flavors very well. Now, I believe the regular version of this product, I might have reviewed this here on a Barbecue Central radio show three years ago, I'm thinking. If I'm not mistaken, but I kind of wanted to just feature the spicy version of this. Yeah. Um, and if probably no one remembers the original review, just an absolutely stellar product, outstanding, you know, comes with my highest recommendation. Uh, this is not much different than that, but it just has a little bit of extra spiciness added to it. And me being a chili head, of course, I'm acclimated to high heat levels. So the heat doesn't bug me too much. I, I don't know if that's the right word, bug me. I, I can't taste too much of a heat. The people who have tasted this say it's probably around a medium heat level. So if you like things on the spicy side, I would definitely recommend this. The, the Asian influences, it's r- really high in ginger. It's very sweet, just has a very smooth but punchy type of flavor, if that all makes sense. All is very well, and this goes good on uh, whitefishes, shrimp, Ooh. uh chicken. So just an outstanding product with a little bit more spiciness than the original one.
0: Uh size, price, and where you get it?
5: Okay. This comes in a 16 ounce bottle and it runs for eleven seventy-nine. Very pricey. That doesn't even include shipping.
4: Ooh. Oh my.
5: And there are a number of places on the web you can buy this. The first one in the Google results that came up for me is americanspice.com. So run over there, try that. Uh, actually, Chef Dean Martin's website, I don't even think it's functional at this point. <laughs> so I would recommend Googling it or just trying americanspice.com.
0: Were, were you able to uh, delineate if you can save on shipping if you buy multiple bottles? I mean, it is uh, coming highly recommended from one Scott Roberts.
5: Yeah, I think it really depends on where you buy it from. Uh, maybe you can buy it from Amazon at this point. I know off and on things like this were not available from Amazon. Not that it was a uh, temporary or a seasonal product, but it just seemed to be produced certain times of the year. Other times it was unavailable. But I would just try a couple different websites and see if you can pick up, you know, three, six, whatever number of bottles and see if you can save on shipping.
0: All right, 16 ounces, just short of 12 bucks, com. What's the rating here, Scott? Rating would be a Reserve Grand Champion. Wow, so definitely worth it get, even at uh, 12 bucks before you ship it out at 16 ounces. Again, uh, that's the Chef Dean Martin's Spicy Asian Barbecue Sauce and marinade. $12, bucks, uh, americanspice.com. Uh, last one tonight, Sweet Sunshine Sauces Roasted Shallot and Garlic Sauce. And while I am not a huge fan of uh, raw onion, uh, you know, grilled onion or... Um, Sauteed onion completely different because the sugars are out it 's a little bit more sweet, and I can handle it, but not raw onion. Mm-hmm. I do like a shallot it 's a little less abrasive for my palate, so i 'm a little encouraged here by this uh, particular sauce. What do you think of it
5: oh i 'm the same way uh, shallots onions when they 're cooked, yeah they lose all that nasty pungency, same could be said for garlic too and if you find the right combination of flavors, just like this product. It marries together with other ingredients very, very well. Now, sweet sunshine sauces, uh, uh, Paul Saris, he's the owner, and he developed like a one type of sauce, his original sweet sauce. And everything else, all the different variations are all based on that. He will add a little bit more of this, a little bit more of that, but they're all different variations. And this one, of course, is heavy on a shallot and the garlic. And to kind of back up a little bit, that original sweet sauce is one of those sauces that are very hard to categorize. It's not a hot sauce. It's not a barbecue sauce. It's not a steak sauce. It's just one of those things that straddles the lines between categorization. Really hard to describe, but it's very, very good for what it is, and it makes it highly versatile. Now, the shallots, and the garlic in this, they are powerful but not pungent to where they turn you off. They're very sweet in this. And they blend together just terrifically with all the other flavors. It's a sweet sauce. And I know I mentioned kind of a hot sauce. It's not a hot sauce per se. So if you're not a chili head, you can still enjoy this very, very much. As a matter of fact, it's probably good for most people, including children, You know, people who don't like any spiciness in their food at all. Uh, but this... <clears throat> It's just versatility times 10. This goes good with everything. Uh, tacos. Um, I mean, you name it. Wow. All kind of the different barbecue meats that you can think of. It's just a terrific, versatile sauce. Very highly recommended for me.
0: Yeah, and uh, I'm on the website right now looking at it. Uh, multiple award winning for this sauce as well.
5: Oh, absolutely, yeah.
0: Very nice. Uh, size, uh, price, and where you get it.
5: Okay. Comes in a 10.7 ounce bottle. Comes for five ninety nine plus shipping. Very, very worth it. And you can get this at
0: sweetsunshine.com. sweetsunshine.com. All right. And uh, Scott's rating on this one?
5: Rating would be a top 10 call.
0: All right. So, uh, again, it seems like everything is uh, well worth it. A couple top 10 calls. You got the Reserve Grand with the Chef Dean Martin spicy Asian barbecue sauce and marinade. Uh so uh all all in all a very good showing for the uh, first review of 2014. We're talking with Scott Roberts at scottrobertsweb.com. You can check him out. Uh he's still doing the weekly firecast too, Scott. Yep, still doing a podcast. It's good.
5: probably uh bi-weekly at this point. So if uh People like to hear things about spiciness. You know, there's barbecue stuff as well. A lot of focus on chili peppers and the hot sauce. You can go over to weeklyfirecast.com. Subscribe to that. You can subscribe via iTunes. Of course, my main blog is at scottrobertsweb.com.
0: All right. There he is, Scott Roberts. Uh, You'll find him here again next month with more sauces and rubs. Scott, always appreciate the time. Okay. Thanks a lot, Greg. You got it. There he is. Again, that's scottrobertsweb.com if you want to check him out with the uh, weekly firecasts. Um, You know, obviously a different show than this one. He's covering uh, his particular uh, industry of speciality, which is the hot sauce and the chili pepper stuff. Uh, But definitely uh, worth it, fun, exciting, and learn about a new industry. All right, folks, uh, quickly, if you are looking to get with this show in a sponsorship form or fashion, You have now reached a lucky, lucky time. We've uh, had a rare dropout of a sponsor for undisclosed reasons, which I will not talk about. But nevertheless, that benefits you. So if you have a product or service and you are looking to partner with the most popular barbecue and grilling show, podcast, video, blah, 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 this is your time. Uh, Go to the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. As a matter of fact, I'll uh, do it for you. You can see me do it right here. Uh, You go to thebbqcentralshow.com. And then uh, right here under About the Show, there's a thing that says... Ugh, Lord. Okay, right under the thing that says About the Show. This is not going to work for me now. This is what we've come to. There's a thing that says Become an Advertiser. Then it'll give you uh, some small statistics. Then there's this link right here about the media kit. And boom, now you are in full bore. You get to see exactly what you get. You get a little background on me and the show. Uh, You get the rate, all that great stuff. Uh, What you get with the rate doesn't get any better than that. And you have the option, of course, of uh, calling or emailing me and saying, hey, I'm interested in uh, taking this one spot. If you look into doing some type of uh, traditional marketing program with a uh, terrestrial radio station, or maybe you're going to run an ad in the paper or whatever, hugely expensive. Believe me when I tell you. Uh, the uh, investment that you give with me monthly, substantially less expensive. A great exposure, uh, we call it direct marketing because everybody listens to this show has a built in interest for the barbecue and grilling industry. Uh, so you're getting right in front of the people that you want to get in front of. The show is downloaded 45 50,000 times a month. There's 100-plus uh, people tuning in live each and every week through Roku, through my audio stream, through Outdoor Cooking Channel. So you have a lot of eyeballs on the thing. Now, can I guarantee sales? No. Can I guarantee what I will do for you for your uh, particular monthly investment? Absolutely, and I'll do it to my best ability. So if you're interested, uh, shoot me an email, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com, or uh, check out the website at the Become an Advertiser, thebbqcentralshow.com. We're back to wrap up right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back.
3: Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show.
0: Once again, here's your host, Greg rampy All right, uh, we're back. 877-448-0433, Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Uh, enjoyed that and uh, very excited that there's a very new hottest pepper in the whole world. Scott had made proclamation that that would not be happening very soon, and uh, as soon as he said it, well, well, what do you know? There's a brand-new hot freaking pepper. There you go. Uh, Let's rewind and close this show out. All the way back in the first hour, we visited with Meathead for two segments. We talked about Chinese barbecue, uh, the essence of how it's made, flavor profiles. We deconstructed the Pork Barrel Barbecue 2013 Top 25 Most Influential People in Barbecue list. And then the top of this hour, we talked with John Thomas from Grilling 24-7. Dot com, grilling24x7.com if you're typing it out in the hypertext version and we ended the show with Scott Roberts from scottrobertsweb.com he went over Sucker Buster's Plucker Dust Rub, the Chef Dean Martin Spicy Asian Barbecue Sauce and Marinade, and the Sweet Sunshine Sauces Roasted Shallot and Garlic Sauce all winners so good showing right off the bat for the 2014 Sauce and Rub Reviews uh, that we will do once a month for the next 12 with Scott all right, so if you have raw cast iron, season it each and every time after you use it. It starts to cool down, hit it with a little grill brush, then a little PAM or a little crystal that burn back in, re-season it each and every time. Generations of rust-free service. Also, September eleventh, two 2001. I will never forget. And I hope you don't either. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.